You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 1141. If you try and force a seller to understand that the market is declining, you will lose the deal and the seller will run the opposite way. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. So in today's show, I'm going to teach you how to talk to and negotiate with buyers in a declining market. Very, very, very relevant to the market today. But before we jump into today's show, I want to do a couple of shout outs from my favorite Facebook group, and that's the Wholesaling Inc. Facebook group. And so I'll tell you how to join that here in a second. But a shout out to Matt. Matt bought a property from the sheriff's sale, and he is going to make about $76,000. I think from the, the post, Matt actually already made that. So congratulations. And he said he didn't even touch the property. That's awesome. I always say rehabbing is for suckers. And it sounds like, Matt, you've taken that to heart. And not that I'm totally against rehabbing, but in most cases, you could squeeze out a lot of money without all the risk. So congratulations, Matt. And then Christopher is buying his first rental property with creative terms. Hopefully it's with little to no money down. So Christopher, congratulations. By the way, if you want to connect with me in that Facebook group, go ahead and go to wholesalingincgroup.com. That's wholesalingincgroup.com. When you hop in there, just tag me at Todd Toback. Love to connect with you. Love to hear your wins, your questions, your concerns, your dreams, your failures. Maybe, maybe I'll give you a shout out on the podcast. All right. So let's talk about how to talk to sellers when values are declining. And when I mean talk to sellers, I mean negotiate big, fat, juicy wholesale deals. Now, some people have different definitions of wholesaling, but when I think about wholesaling, I think about finding a seller with a problem who has a property. And our job is to go and talk to that seller, meet with that seller and solve that problem, turn around and get that property under contract to purchase. And we're going to take that contract and hopefully you've got it below market value, right? That is the key to a wholesale deal. You need to negotiate hard. We then go and take that contract and we sell that to a buyer who's either going to pay cash for it in a traditional sense, or we're going to do Novation, which I've talked about, where we're going to sell to a retail buyer. But either way, we are creating a spread. The purpose of today's show, though, is the market's changed a little bit, right? We used to be able to sell properties in very, very easily. I mean, you just snap your fingers and you'd have people fighting over it. Well, interest rates have gone up from, I don't know, 3% all the way up to 7%. What used to be an $1,800 payment for people is now a $2,700 payment. And now buyers are getting a little more picky on what they are paying. Well, on the other hand, what we have to do is we still need to negotiate big, fat discounts with our sellers. And even more than ever, right, is that not only do our buyers want better prices, well, now we have to go and negotiate even lower prices with our seller. So I hear a lot from our students and podcast listeners, Todd, how do I negotiate with sellers when you know the market's declining and they don't know it? Well, let me give you three points to this podcast. Number one, fact, market is declining. Okay. This is indisputable. Now, some markets more than ever. Okay. My Florida market that I'm in, uh, they've had a very, very, very steep correction. San Diego has taken a, a very, very steep correction. Other markets in the Northeast, not so much, but uh, they are starting 
to feel it. So you do not deny it. This is coming to a city near you. Number two, though, and this is the most important part of this episode. If you learn nothing else, go with number two. And that is you will never convince a seller that the market is declining. This is only a conclusion that the seller will come to themselves. I'm going to talk a little bit more about why this is and how you can actually have them realize it and not the other way around. Number three is that if you try and force a seller to understand that the market is declining, you will lose the deal and the seller will run the opposite way. I pretty much give this analogy every single episode, but I'm going to tell it again. So I had a childhood dog. Her name was Molly, sweetest dog ever. And whenever we used to open the door or it was cracked open, she would run out the door. And you know she was very puppy-like. And every time we used to chase Molly, she used to run down the street into traffic and run to the school down the block called Lindell School. Well, obviously, this was uh, very, very scary and frightening. And you know we eventually realized that when Molly ran out the door, instead of chasing her, we used to run the other way. <laughs> we used to run the other way and then back to our house and in the front door, and Molly would go exactly where we wanted to. So I'm going to foreshadow how to negotiate and talk to sellers when values are declining. So step one in this market is you always want to build rapport with a seller. Okay, You want to ask questions about the property. You want to ask them why they're selling. You want to ask them you know, specific details about the property. Okay, Now, step two is, and this is, again, part of that script, is you want to ask sellers why they're selling. Obviously, we're looking for motivation. And then you want to ask them typically, okay, well, what do you think values are doing in that neighborhood? And you want to listen to see what their perception, experience, knowledge is of what the market is doing. Now, at this point, do not argue, <laughs> do not counteract a you know, point, just listen. Shh. Remember, you cannot convince a seller that property values are declining. This is only a point that they can actually come to a realization themselves. Okay, step three is you want to ask a seller their price. Now, one of the ways that we ask a seller their price is say, Mr. Seller, if I could pay all cash and close quickly, what would be the best price that you consider if there are no real estate commissions or closing costs to pay? Okay, if a seller does not know that the market is declining or they say it's not declining or they're saying property values are holding strong, I can tell you right now that this seller probably is not a fit. Okay, now if for whatever reason, they give you a price in which you could still make money on the deal, hey, great, lock it up. But my sense is if a seller is saying the property's values are not declining, they're typically emotionally attached to that property. I make no assumptions. I'm going to ask. I'm going to listen. But typically, okay, if they say that market values are stable and that you know the property is going to continue to appreciate, they typically are not going to be a fit. However, in those scenarios, if I determine there's no motivation, if they are, have not come to grips that the market's declining, if we cannot come to terms on price, here's what I'm going to do. I have a list of articles that we like to use in our company, and these can be from mainstream media articles. So no matter what you think about mainstream media, most of these people read them. So I'd have some articles from CNN, maybe Fox News, maybe Bloomberg, Fortune Magazine, right? All stuff that people read and seem reputable. And I would take those articles all about the market declining. They're all over the place. You could find them every single day of the week. 
with the housing market. Okay. And I like to just attach those articles. And then I like, I like to say, Hey, I'm hopeful the market comes back quickly. Right. But here's what I'm seeing right now. Right. So your neighborhood is probably different, but I can't afford to pay more. <laughs> now, noticed I would say your neighborhood is probably different, but I can't afford to pay more. Right. I didn't chase. I just stated what I was willing to do. I said that I'm hopeful the market would come back quickly. Right. And so I'm not telling them the market's going to crash or that there's going to be a significant acceleration of property decline in values. Now, this is again, someone who just is not showing motivation. And I'm going to send an email and I'm going to follow up or have some of my team follow up maybe once a month to see if any motivation develops. The next one though is, you know, someone who has the motivation, right? I could tell they have a problem. I could tell that they have a situation and they're not quite fully ready to admit that the market is declining or agree to my price. Now, this is a technique that I use in my no uh, limit selling system. And so what you have to do at this point is do what I call a stealth mismatch. So Molly the dog, instead of chasing Molly, you now are going to run the other way. That's why they call it the stealth mismatch. So Molly, right, when I was running the other way, (laughs) she started chasing me. What am I really trying to do? I'm trying to get her back in my house. And she thinks that I'm trying to play, right? So they call it a stealth mismatch because, you know, really the seller doesn't really understand what you're, you're doing by running the other way. And that's good. So at that point, okay, what I might say is, hey, the good thing is you can wait five or six values for the market to come back and then maybe you can get your price. And then I'm going to zip it. Okay. So I'm going to, again, do the opposite of what they expect me to say. Hey, the good thing is you can be really patient and wait for the market to come back and get your price. Say, I wish I could pay more. I can't, but you don't need me. Now, one of two things is going to happen. They are either going to say, you're right, and I'm going to hold out, which is fine. Now you know that this is maybe an appointment that you don't need to go on or a contract that necessarily you might not get now. Or they may say, you know what? I can't wait that long. I've got to be out of here in three months from my new job, right? Or I was working remotely in this new city, and now my boss is calling everybody back into the office. I need this sold today. Oh, now you know. So do the stealth mismatch. The stealth mismatch is where you do the opposite of what the seller expects you to say so that instead of holding their cards close to their chest, okay, then they open up and tell you how they really feel. Next is one thing is that I send everybody a written offer who we talk to. Okay, everyone gets a written offer, even if we're really, really far apart on price. But what I do in that written offer is I will always include those articles right? And I, uh, if you use Gmail and, and things, you can also send canned emails where obviously you don't need to copy and paste them on every single one. So you can write, hey, you know, news articles, and you can actually save that email and resend it to a new prospect. Okay. So make sure you look up, if you just YouTube how to send canned emails, I would just copy and paste the, the articles in there and then reuse that so you don't have to recreate the email. But when I send my written offers, I'll say, hey, listen, you know, here's where we're at in the market. I would say his, you know, your timeline is probably different and I totally get that. But I have to know our company is factoring in a 2% reduction in price per month. So this offer is only good for 30 days. And after that, I will most likely be at least, at least 2% lower per month if for whatever reason we decided to do business, right? And so now I am creating real scarcity. By the way, that is true. In many markets, I am expecting prices to fall 2% per month, okay, in a lot of markets. Now, could I be wrong? Yeah, but I have to assume the worst, especially if you're going to be rehabbing or buying or taking down a property. You've got to factor that in, right? You can't hope 
and pray, right? So again, I'll incorporate real deadlines. I'll tell them the reduction will be 2% per month moving forward at least, right? But I won't say, hey, you're crazy if you don't sell to me, right? I'll say, hey, you know, I'm sure you're good. I'm sure that you can hold on, but we, I have to factor in a 2% reduction per month if you don't accept this. And again, that number is at least depending on what the market does. Now, the next step is do not, do not be scared to negotiate hard. Go out there and negotiate big, fat, juicy deals. These big, fat, juicy deals are bank account busting, business building, okay, cash flow expanding type deals. Now, if you're going out there and doing five to $10,000 wholesale deals in this market, it's going to be very, very tough for you to do business. I can tell you that over the long term. I could tell you it's just as easy to do a $35,000 deal as it is a $10,000 deal. It is your mindset. It's what you're willing to ask for. It is your ability to tolerate friction. It's your ability to sell and persuade. This is really, really, really important. Okay. So expect big deals. And I know that a lot of sellers will not accept your new offer in this new market. Do not be afraid, right? If you don't ask, you will not get. So ask for the number that you need, even if it was fifty dollars to $75,000 lower than it would have been six months ago. A lot of sellers say they want one number. Okay, ask them for the number that you need. Next, and my final point is uh, do Novation deals. Okay, Novation deals in this market right now, you have a lot of cash buyers who are leaving the market. So one of the ways to counteract that is to do a Novation deal where you sell a, you lock up a property with a seller, and you go and you now sell that property to a retail buyer. How? Well, you get the property under contract with a seller, then you get an offer from a retail buyer. Once you have that offer from a retail buyer, with the seller's knowledge and permission, by the way, okay, you now connect them and have the seller buy you out of the original contract, okay, of which you are now going to make a spread between your original price with the seller and the new price with the buyer. Yes, sellers will do this. Not every seller, but many sellers, right? And you've got to be have this in your toolbox. By the way, if you want a free training on how to do this, okay, you can go to nolimitsrealestateinvesting.com forward slash DTR, nolimitsrealestateinvesting.com forward slash DTR to find out more. Let me summarize today's show. Number one fact, the market is declining. Okay, not all markets are the same, but the market is declining. Number two is that you will never convince a seller that the market is declining. Number three, if you try to force a seller to believe the market is declining, they will go the opposite way. So don't do that. You have to have them come to the conclusion on their own. So how do you do this? Well, step number one, build rapport. Step two, ask the seller why they're selling and what they think about property values, just to gauge where they are mentally. Step number three, ask the seller about price, right? See if you can't get a number. If you can't though, try to negotiate the price that you need. Four, if they don't think the market is declining or they're, you guys are so far apart on price, you probably don't have a fit. That's okay. Step six, though, you want to email them articles with all the doom and gloom, right? I would do can, a canned email response. You can Google that on YouTube on how to do that. And I might say, hey, I wish I could pay more, but this is uh, how my company is forecasting the market, right? You'll probably be fine. I bet you your house will keep its value, so you're good, right? If anything changes, let me know. You notice how I'm not telling them they're wrong. I'm telling them this is where I need to be. I'm even telling them they're kind of right. That makes sense. I'm probably going to send them an offer. If I sense they know 
but I'm still not together on price, I'm going to do a stealth mismatch. What does that mean? I'm going to do the opposite. Hey, the good thing is you can wait five or six years to get the price that you need. You can wait for values to come back and hopefully you can get more. And I'm going to see what they say. Maybe you'll get the deal at that point. Maybe I won't. This is all about the follow-up. If not, though, I'm going to send them a written offer and I'm going to put a deadline on it, right? No more than 30 days. And I'll say, hey, this is good until this date, right? And I would say, but I want to let you know that after 30 days, we have to factor in a 2% reduction at least per month reduction in property values. Okay, this is really, really important because now you're adding a deadline to this. You put the articles, there's some social proof, right? Don't tell them that they're going to lose money. Just say that this is how you have to look at it. Next, negotiate hard, right? Do big, fat, juicy deals. It does not matter what sellers thought they could get four months ago. You have to negotiate a price that you can sell the house for and create a spread for yourself. And lastly, don't just rely on cash buyers in this market. You're going to need to sell to retail buyers, do novation deals. If you want to know more about that, go to nolimitsrealestateinvesting.com forward slash DTR. And I will talk to you on the next episode. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.